to talk a little bit about your consecrated life. And what that means is that how devoted are you to the gospel or to Christ? When I came to Jesus, I had three things I have to commit myself to. I had to commit myself to Christ and devote myself to Christ and consecrate myself to Christ. I had to consecrate myself to coming to church, to being devoted to the house of God. And I had to consecrate myself if the most important thing of all is to prayer. You know, I learned that as I'm going along. I was telling somebody today, I said, even now, my life has changed from the last two, three years. Because I'm, not, I'm starting to see God, not just the big dude in the sky, <laughs> but he's my father. <laughs> and he, I could fellowship with him. And every minute I get where I can fellowship with him is more important than spending time with my wife or my kids or my, my, my job or my, whatever it is. That it locks in that fellowship, that spirit with him that nobody can take. No, my, nobody can replace because I'm fellowshipping with the creator of the universe. And I read that scripture in Isaiah a little minute ago that, that he created me <laughs> to praise him. <laughs> My God, think about what I'm saying. Amen. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. He created me to serve him. He created me to, to, that I can be a servant to him. But he's not just God in heaven waiting to beat you with a stick the first chance you get or mess up. But he's a God of fellowship. And he notices me. And one of my wife's favorite songs, he knows my name. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I don't like the name Lanny. That sounds like coming off a back heat <laughs> somewhere. But it's in heaven. <laughs> It is written by God in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in glory, in the, in the Lamb's book of life. But I mean, a decision, Blackie, is that my life has to be consecrated to Him. It has to be devoted to Him. Amen. It has to be set in a place where I can fellowship with Him. Listen. You're not going to go to heaven by shaking my hand. You just assume shake a donkey's tail. It's <laughs> about what it's worth. God made a way that we can fellowship with him, right? Amen. We can consecrate our lives in prayer unto him. We're living in a time right now we need more than anything. Is that we have to devote our attention and our, 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 everything we got in us. Our life, our, our, our faith, our, our joy, everything, our, our peace is consecrated to the Lord. Now, what's that word consecrate? You know, you hear it, you know, in, in, in a modern term. You know, you know, when you got like a, especially in America, they, they, they seek a certain place they can, con like, like if, if somebody, uh, 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 like a history, some history happened in a certain place, you know, let's say like the, uh, the, uh, the war, uh, uh, you know, civil war or whatever. And, and they consecrate that place and say, this is a historical landmark. You get what I'm saying? 
If, uh, if uh, while Bill Hiccup rolled through a certain place they, they, and, and sat on a certain rock, they say, well, we're going to consecrate that rock and everything around it, we're going we're gonna to consecrate it because while Bill Hiccup passed here and he sat here. You, you know what I'm talking about? And you watch it through history that people, they consecrate different things. That they make it almost sacred. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. That you don't dare mark this rock or... Or, or don't dare throw something on this rock. Or don't dare defy this rock. A rock. <laughs> and they consecrate that because, and they protect it. Are you listening to me this morning? Now, in our faith, our, our, our fellowship with God is consecrated. That is to be protected. I'm going to shock you. Our fellowship with God needs to be divine, holy, and accepted from the, by the Lord. And when I look at that, I say, God, how, how many times I, I was so sloppily prayed. I was telling Jesus, I said, you know, we pray, Lord, uh, we, we got this me type of prayer. Me, God, I need this, God. Me, me, take care of me. Oh, I need that, God. Take care of this for me, Lord. And, and is that what he's talking about? I'm not saying that's not part of it because we do go to the Lord and we do pray and we do ask Him for things. But the prayer life that we have has to be set aside above anything that you do. You have to consecrate your prayer life to the Lord, right? You have to consecrate your fellowship to the Lord. When we pray, we pray into the Lord. When we're talking, we're worshiping, we're doing it unto the Lord. And, and your voice and your worship goes up to, to the articles of heaven. And, and God hears it. And the angels around maybe hear it. And you're worshiping God. And when you're worshiping God with all your heart, just think of the heavenly host worshiping with you. My God, we never look at it. That's what's happening. That we're consecrating our life to the Lord. I was reading some uh, stuff this morning. About a preacher back in the 1800s, he wrote a, he wrote a lot about prayer. He said, you, you know, if a preacher's today, they can, they can form up and create some of the most eloquent sermons. You know what I'm saying? All the words are fancy. They, they explain everything. But he said, a lot of it don't last. Because it wasn't consecrated in prayer. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't devoted to God. It wasn't, it wasn't set us apart for the Lord. It was, it was what my knowledge and my understanding and my wisdom figured out. So I'm going to tell the people what I think. And it doesn't last. If this sermon today is not consecrated by the Lord, it's useless. You understand what I'm saying? If your prayer life is not consecrated or set aside by, by the Lord, it's useless. Somebody say amen. <laughs> We're living in a day. I'm telling you right now. We better understand. This is not a game. <laughs> this is not a game. I, we, we've read this scripture many times out of Matthew in chapter 7. Not, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and she shall find. Come on. Ask. And it shall be given. Listen, when you go to a door, most of you don't knock one time, right? 
If there's something important in that, that house or wherever you're you're going to excuse me, bang until you get an answer. When you're looking for something that's important, you don't go to one place and say, well, I didn't find it there, so I'm going to stop. If it's life or death, buddy, you're going to turn that house upside down. You're going to look, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're going to look till you find what you want. Because what you want is, is important. Sister Juanita, what you're seeking for is life or death, right? I know I've lost money sometimes, and I said, man, and we turned the house for, upside down for 20 bucks. <laughs> but we won't turn our prayer life upside down for 20 bucks. <laughs> Listen, I'm not kidding. This is serious stuff. Honestly, we don't see prayer, or we don't need to see prayer like religion sees it. Because religious prayer don't change anything, right? Religious prayers don't fix anything. Religious prayers only make you feel ease your conscience. Well, I, I, I talk to God. Now he's happy. Now I ain't going to worry about God till next week. That's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. You are, are commanded by God to fellowship with him. Listen, I, sometimes I sit down, I think God's a million miles off, but I, I want to hear him. All right? Some days I'm worshiping God, I can stay on my knees all the time. <laughs> Seriously, I can worship God this morning. Seriously, it's getting to the point that they don't want to stop worshiping no more. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I want, I like that. Listen, I feel it. I can feel the presence of God. The church is useless without God's presence. Come on. How many times you went to church and you felt like it was about as dry as a prune? Hallelujah. And you say, oh, sure, we brother, so and so, hurry up. Uh, man, this is, this is, oh, man. <laughs> I just didn't go to the Catholic church and it's about the same thing. Listen, come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got people that love God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to let a little black preacher. <laughs> if you got people that love God <laughs> and want to worship, we can blow the top of this church. Hallelujah. Because of the presence of God. God is not dead. Come on, somebody. Say, God is not dead. He's alive. He sits in heaven and receiving our prayers and our worship like a sweet-smelling savory. Like, listen. Oh, my God. I'm getting myself excited up here. Listen, I hope you can feel what I'm feeling right now. Praise God. Listen, there is fire in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is fire burning inside for the desire for God. And a desire to pray, man. A desire to worship. A desire to seek his face. Don't worry about me. Worry about Jesus. Don't worry about brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. Worry about Jesus. My Lord, y'all better, better wake up. <laughs> Woo! Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. Let me read you some scriptures, amen. I'm like, man, I... 
Blackie was preaching on it. It was singing. We already had church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But listen. In Psalms 145 verse 18 says, you don't have to turn. I'm going to read it to you. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. <laughs> you ever stop to listen to the Bible? I know you read it, but did you ever stop to listen to it? He's near to all that call upon him. To those that come to him with a pure heart. Those that come with a desire for God. Listen, most people are not serving God because of some big mouth Christian that pushed them out of church. You know what? They're the ones that are suffering. Because you didn't come to church to listen to some big mouth Christian. You came to serve Jesus, right? Amen. You came to worship the Lord. You came to give your life to him in devotion and commit your life to him. I went to church for years and I could have walked out a lot of times. Thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't let a man or a woman decide my fate. Come on, Blackie. Thank God I didn't let a man or a woman decide how I was going to serve God or not. God gave me the word. God gave me what I needed to do. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. God said, Lenny, if you would serve me, I'll come near unto you. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh unto you. That's what he said? And I've and been blessed by it. <laughs> man, I've been blessed. Thank God I didn't let a, a denomination or a religion or a man or a woman or whatever tell me that Jesus Christ is what they thought. No, it's what the Word says. Hallelujah. He says, draw near unto me, and I'll draw nigh on, near unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. I like being next to Jesus. I like fellowshipping with Jesus. My Lord, I like praying to Jesus. I like feeling the presence of God in my life. I love, I love having him fellowship back with me. I've, I hear him more now than I've ever heard him in my whole life. Because I'm understanding that God wants to fellowship with us. There's nothing wrong on his side. There's nothing wrong on his side. It's, I, it's us. Well, God, you, I'll fellowship when I can make time for you. Well, you'll never hear his voice. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, we got to make time for God. Listen, set aside. The Lord spoke to me a while back. He said, son, give me a place and a time. Give me a place and a time. I had an experience in that place. I, I, I set aside for myself in that time. And let me tell you, one, a couple of years year or so back, man, the presence of God, I filled that little place, that little hole I was praying in. Listen, God moved. I love it when, he's, when I'm in his presence. I know he's real. See, religion don't present a real God. Religion presents a religious God. A God that we make up. And we, listen, a lot of Christians go to church and they, 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 they divine a God in their own mind. In other words, they say, well, God is like this and God does this and God's like this. God is none of that. God's, my thoughts are not God's thoughts. You hear what I'm saying? My ways are not God's ways. If I want to do what is right, I better find his way. Huh? Huh? Come on. I, got, I better find out what he wants. Hallelujah. I better find out how he wants me to worship. You know, I talk to people a lot. And they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a this and I'm a Catholic, a Baptist. I'm, 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 who the hell cares what you are? If you can't hear from God, you're lost. You hear what I'm saying? If you can't fellowship with God, you don't know this God I'm talking about. Not sometimes we go through dry spells. I do. I do. And I wonder, what's wrong, God? Why, why can't I hear from you? What's wrong with my prayer life? You just keep doing it. Because sometimes you're going to have to 
depend on faith. It's not always going to be by feeling. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd have flopped a long time ago. <laughs> it takes shutting your mouth and listening for the Lord and waiting on God. See, most people stress themselves out because they think they got to go before the Lord and have a whole list of words they got to say. That ain't right. Jesus said, you think you're going to be heard for much speaking. You know what I'm saying? They pray a repetitious prayer. They, they say the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's the same system. of I, I get up and I say this and Lord bless us for and no more and, and do this and do that. And, do, and it's always the same mess. <laughs> and they wonder why God don't move. Because first of all, we don't give him time to speak. <laughs> we have our little 15, 20 minutes and we're going to say everything we got to say. And, and we're going to say amen. And God's looking at you and what, what a then don't you think I have something to say? <laughs> Consecrated prayer is a devoted life, a devoted prayer life, that that has to be the most important thing in your life. The most important is knowing that you're seeking God. I'm not going to keep you too long this morning. I hope this is blessing you, seriously. Because I know in my heart, God has spoke to me this morning. I was reading on, on some stuff and you know what? God is calling us to consecration. You know what that word means? That means separation. The Bible says about, about what we need to do. to separate yourself. Come out from amongst this world. Be separated, save the Lord. And I'll be your God, and you shall be my people. Separate yourself from the things that don't give God glory. You understand what I'm saying? If you know things are destroying your faith, get rid of it. Not your husband or your wife. I'm talking about other things. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pray for the husband and wife. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh boy, I started a mess. <laughs> These things that hinder your walk, get rid of them. These things you know that are not glorified, and you know it's, it's taken away from your spiritual life, your spiritual growth, your consecration Amen. to the Lord. Get rid of it. I don't know what it is. Yours might not be what mine is, right? But you know. <laughs> I don't need you to write it on a piece of paper and let me read it and see what it is. You know. <laughs> I said, you know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> God is calling you to separation. Consecration, set apart. Don't look at those things that are hurting you. Don't look at those things that defy God. Separate yourself from the things that separate you from the Lord, right? Amen. I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 8. You don't have to turn. Let me read it for the sake of time. Just write it down if you can. Again, I say unto you that if two of you agree on earth, Concerning anything that you ask. Now watch, this is important. Because if you have a consecrated prayer life, me and my wife have a consecrated, you have a consecrated, and if you, and we come together, power happens. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There's electricity that happens. There are things going on in the spirit that would blow your mind if you'd realize just how powerful two people take one faith together and connect them. Come on, Holy Ghost. Two people, two of you would agree 
as touching anything. What does it say? It says, you will have it. Right? It will be done. By, for them by my Father, which is in heaven. If two or three are gathered together in Monday, I'm in the midst. Listen, we don't have a whole lot this morning. We have, we have a few, but we don't have thousands. I can count about 20 people. And if these, us 20 people could come together in that faith, in that consecration, and our devotion to my Lord, I feel more. Genesis sound like me. Like, mm. <laughs> man, we could, things could happen, man. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Preach it, brother. <laughs> come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, we can come together and see the power of God move. Yes, Lord. If the Holy Ghost is working in you and you and you and you and you and you and you mean you, you, you all coming together and unite that power together, that, that consecration to the Lord, that love for the Lord together. Yes, Man, look, you, you, we could turn this whole community upside down. Maybe this whole state. Twelve apostles. No, 100, 120 of them in, 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 in the book of Acts. Turned the world upside down because they had a common faith. Right? They was all praying. They were one mind. One mind. One mind. And they were one accord. Their faith was consecrated toward Jesus. And they believed what he taught. And they, they, the Holy Ghost came down and filled the house where they were sitting. And they all spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Man, I don't want to get back. Listen, I told, we're telling somebody, I said, you black, we're talking about. I said, where is the power of God in the church? Where is the dead raising and the eyes being opened, the deaf ears? I was telling somebody, I said, I was listening to some stuff about the Isuzu Street. You need to go on the internet and look up that stuff. And look, they, they had a, I think it was 300. No, 150 blind people. I think that's what it They came before the preacher in Azusa Street. The preacher asked. They had a, a guy that was paid to sign language for him. And the preacher said, you, want, you, you ready to lose your job? <laughs> that man said, you don't beg me to believe you're going to heal every one of these. Yeah, everyone's going to be healed. Every last one of them got healed of deafness. I said, what? What are they doing that we're not doing? <laughs> An arm was missing from a man. No arm. Oh, I'm, I'm fixing to lose my little mic. <laughs> I'm getting excited. <laughs> they prayed on him, Blackie. The arm grew. It grew an arm. It grew fingers. I said, what are they doing that we're not doing? So what's the difference? Because they believed the word. They were consecrated to see God move. And every one of them were in one mind and one accord. The power of God fell. Man, great miracles. They had some fire coming out of the building. They called the fire trucks. They, they could see a flame coming out. And they come, there was no fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Even the horses were falling in this down in the spirit. On the street, because they only had horses back then. <laughs> they said the things that were happening, people were sitting at their houses. Or somewhere in barrooms. And, and they started shaking. 
over sin. The fear of God came and, and the conviction. I've been praying that all along here for the last month. That the Holy Ghost would fall on them houses. Those drug addicts, those people that are living in sin. And the fear of God would come. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm believing that, all right? I'm believing it. Before we start service, sometimes I'm sitting outside. I'm watching the cars. I'm praying over every car that passes. Say, Lord, I claim that soul for Jesus. I claim that soul for Jesus. Consecration, man. That's what it took to see these things happen. In your life, you come to church here and you, and you have that mentality. I come to church and we have that, all that same spirit. Man, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when we begin to pray? When we begin to worship? Come on, when we begin to, begin to devote our life to God. My God, I don't know about you, but that's, that's, that's good. Let me read you some more, okay? You don't have to turn it. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever thing you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have. Now watch, that has, to, that has to happen because you have to agree with God's word. Right? You have to agree with God's word. Listen to me. I said you have to agree with God's word for your faith to work. And you have to say that. Well, if Jesus said this, this is what I got to do. I got to consecrate myself to what he said. I got to know that what he says, is, when he speaks, it happens. My Lord, I don't know if you're getting this tonight. <laughs> so if I want to answer from the Lord, I have to have a life of prayer. A life of consecration, a life of devotion. That don't mean you, you got to live with your head in the clouds every second of the day. But have an attitude of prayer. You ever know what I'm talking about? You're going through your day and you stop and say, the Lord's dealing with you and you pray. You just go through your day. Janice does it a lot. She, she's running through the house singing, oh Lord, whatever song. And it's just a consecration. Just a, a, an attitude of prayer, an attitude of worship. Some people say, well, I got a life to live. Well, I understand that, but you got a life. The most important life is living with Jesus, right? Amen. And giving God praise. Listen, I, I do a little bit of witnesses, <laughs> but sometimes I get people upset. <laughs> One time I was preaching. I delivered some, I don't know, gravel or something. And the man was mad, Lawrence. He, he was angry. I said, man, Jesus Christ is my life. Let me tell you what Jesus has done. And he, but you, you tell me, 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 me. He, was, he was mad, man. I said, Lord, I'm coming home. Hallelujah. <laughs> Seriously. And he was getting angry the morning I'd preach. But the Lord said, you don't stop. Because you know what? They had a little, a little fella standing on the side of him. Never said one word. Now, I don't know. He might have got saved. That was a while back. He might be a preacher today. Right? But don't quit. Don't stop being a testimony. Don't stop being a, a prayer warrior. The most important thing you're going to do is pray. And not pray just to pray. I'm talking about to pray. <laughs> do you understand that? I'm talking about touching God, man. Listen, I've been in the church a long time. And you know, I realized something. A lot of people that said, I love Jesus ain't here anymore. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the one that passed away. I'm talking about those that just ain't here. Yeah. 
And they made devotions to God, and they said, well, we're going to serve God all our life. You've heard it. I've heard it. And I wonder, where are they? Where are they? I could pinpoint a few of them not serving God today at all. Matter of fact, they're in deep sin. Because they didn't want, they did the, they did the talk, but not the walk. You understand what I'm saying? They, they made a confession with their mouth, but not with their heart. See, I can say anything in my mouth, but what I do in the heart makes the difference. Because when I do that with the heart, I do it under the Lord. Come on, Holy Ghost. I do it under the Lord. I said I do it under the Lord. The mouth can run off all at once, but if where the heart's at, that's what matters. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's what the heart does. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out, where? He don't say, out of the abundance of the mouth, the mouth speaks. Anybody could. Listen, I go, and, and you know, I, I, I deal with people sometimes, and we start talking about the Lord, we deliver stuff, and sometimes mostly in our business. And you don't imagine how people say, well, I start talking about the Lord. Oh, I pray. <laughs> I don't go to church, but I pray. <laughs> I stay in my house and worship the Lord by myself. No, you can't do that. The Bible said, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some are. You have to be among believers. Amen. There's no fellowship in your room by yourself. Now, you can fellowship with God, but God's going to tell you exactly what his word says. I have somebody there to encourage you. Well, I went to church and they made me feel like, I, listen, don't worry about the ones that made you feel bad. Worry about the ones that's going to make you feel good, Right? I like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> but I don't like vanilla so much. <laughs> so I'm going to go where the chocolate is being served. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to go with the peanut butter cups. Oh, man. That's a, that ought to be a demon spirit, that thing. Listen, peanut butter cups and chocolate. You know. <laughs> and look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go where the chocolate is. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go where what what I want, right? So, when we look at God, listen, you you want to go around dead Christians? They got some, and you go die with them, right? But listen, if I'm going to church and somebody on this side don't sound like he's got enough faith to, to move a flea, I'm going to go with somebody who can move a flea. Hallelujah. I'm going to go with somebody who can move a mountain. We're there to encourage one another. Our consecration to fellowship is important. As much more so our fellowship to God. But it's important that you go to church. It's important that you talk with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's important that you, we're there with one another. That's consecration. We realize that fellowship, I went to talk to Brother Barry yesterday. Went visiting. He's not feeling good. Just fellowshiping with him made his day. Made my day too. Just talking about the Lord, laughing and being with each other. We're encouraging each other. I had a wonderful day. Had some good food too and chocolate too. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. They had what, ice cream, mud, something, pie, or whatever you call it. Man, I could have ate that whole thing by myself. But you know I'm a Christian. I can't be a gluttony. Sometimes. 
Oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Mississippi mud. And it was some good mud, too. <laughs> Hi. Listen. Okay, let me go on. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer. My God, what a verse, Lauren. Call to me. I will answer. Not calling to him and saying, it's not saying, God, hey, hey you know what I mean? No, I need you. God, what's that? How to tell people how to pray? Help! <laughs> not now, God. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Call to me and I'll answer. <laughs> Brother Mike taught me how to pray like that, Black. <laughs> Help. Help. That was a good way to learn because it works. <laughs> you see, religious people say, well, most, most holy God, uh, uh, Lord, most wonderful, blessed God of all heaven and earth. We quote all the verses before we ask him what we need. <laughs> I'm getting older. Sometimes I forget the verse. Hallelujah. So I better just learn one word. <laughs> help, Lord. <laughs> you know, when you say help, that means you're in trouble. You ain't got, no, you ain't got nobody to help you, right? I heard a story a while back about a certain judge, and it brings me to this attention how we gotta how we gotta realize who is our help, right? You ain't gonna get no help from the Lord till you call upon Him. You say, "Brother, pray for me." I, I, you know, I'll do that, but till you realize that faith has to come from your own heart and you consecrate to the Lord yourself, it ain't gonna happen. When you come and say, "Pray for me," you already agreed with the Lord that you're gonna get an answer, right? You want somebody to agree with you. You're making a, a covenant with somebody to pray for you, right? So it makes, that, that's why it says two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of Amen. When we agree of touching anything, it shall be done. But that's what's happening. See, long through my Christian life, I never saw that. Till lately. That my faith and your faith connecting moves the heart of God. I'm going to say that again. Your consecration and my consecration to God's in faith moves the heart of God. Me and my wife have to do that a lot. We just mean her sometimes. Lord, we need help. We need help. And we have to consecrate our faiths together to move God. Because sometimes one or the other might be a little weaker than the other. You never know. But because they believe in together, power takes place. There's faith that takes place. And that consecration takes place. I'm almost finished. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great, <laughs> I like that, great and mighty things. My God, this is God talking, Blackie. Call upon me and I will answer and I will show you mighty and great things. How many want to see great things happen in your life? How many want to see your, how many want to see your, this church filled with your family members saved and born again? Great and mighty things, man. Think about that. God said that. If I would have said it, you could just throw it out the window. But the Lord said that. Great and mighty things. Which you do not even know. So it's, it's, it's uncomprehended to your own mind what God's going to do for you. 
I'm going to show you great men. You don't even know it all yet. <laughs> come on, Jesus. You don't know what God can do for you yet. Till you learn to consecrate yourself to fellowshipping with him and getting your life in the right place with him. What a day. Come on, Holy Ghost. What a day. What a message from the Holy Ghost. Right? I feel it. Y'all. Seriously. I feel, I, I'm finishing, though, but I, I, I could preach till. Last week in Thursday, man. <laughs> Last week. Next week in Thursday. <laughs> One more verse. And I want you to turn there. Very, very first, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. Let's just turn there. It'll be the last verse for today. We had a lot of church today. We worshiped. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Come on. We got, we got together as a church and we honored God. Now God's going to tell us how we can fellowship with him. And not only fellowship, receive from him. Right? Mighty and great things. I want to I keep saying that because I, this is my God and your God. Oh God, I just want you to do a little something for me. No, he's going to do mighty and great things. I want your faith to grow this morning, man. I want you to understand that it's not about... Just saying, I believe God. Do you believe him? If he said he'd give you mighty and great things, do you believe him? I think most people are missing healing in their body because they're not believing that God can do great and mighty things. Oh, yeah. We draw near to him and consecrate our lives. And it's just not about, listen, it's it's about devoting yourself to, to the Lord. Not to me, not to this church. As much as I appreciate you coming here, it's more devoted to your fellowship with him. Because if you fellowship with him, he's going to tell you exactly what you have to do. Because you're consecrated to him. You're separated unto him. Right? And, 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 and Jesus is saying, but you. Who? You, 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 me, you, everybody, us. <laughs> but when you pray, go to your room and shut the door. <laughs> shut the door. Find you a place, and it don't necessarily have to be a room with a shut door. It could be a, a secluded place, a place set aside. You know? For you in the Lord. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost, huh? Come on, Jesus. A place where you and God meet, Lawrence. A a, a place, a consecrated place that you and God can fellowship. It's not for the world. It's not for other Christians. It's for you and God. You go. You go and shut the door. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father. Boy, that can sound kind of personal, huh? I tell people that all the time. You might ask me for something, but let Isaac or Boogie or Hannah or Lena come. My, my children or my wife. All the grandchildren. <laughs> all the grandchildren. Hello. <laughs> all the grandchildren. They're going to get it if I got it. Because you know why? Because I have a covenant with them. They're my children, my grandchildren. So what we would do for others, 
Wouldn't do for others, we'd do for them, right? Because I realized they got some of me in them. <laughs> they got their mama in them. They got, they got, they're connected to us. And so they don't have to ask in the Go, the axe to go in the icebox and get a popsicle because they can get whatever I mean, popsicles they want. <laughs> or ice cream or milk or cookies or whatever. Well, listen, because they are consecrated to us. You understand what I'm saying? So when you pray, you go to your Father who is in secret a secret place. Who is in a secret place? And your father who sees in secret, we will do what? Reward you openly. Why are we not getting answers from the Lord? Because we refuse to get in a secluded, in a secret place. A place where you and God meets every day. You understand what I'm saying? It could be 4.30 in the morning. It could be 1 o'clock. Listen, mostly better in the morning. And then David said, in the morning do I direct my prayers to you. All right? So uh, getting up and sometimes I'm sitting on the side of my bed. Sometimes I go in the, in the bed, in the kitchen or living room. Sometimes I sit in my little corner. But I have to have a place where I can't hear nothing but God. You understand what I'm saying? Turning the radio off. Turning the TV off. Maybe taking... Uh, putting the phone on silent, something. Well, I can have that secluded place with the Lord. If I ask you today, and then listen, you don't have to raise your hand, please, in your heart, you know. Do you have, time, do you have a secluded place with God? A private place with God? A place where just you and the Lord meet? Where it's not your wife's place or your husband's place or your children's place? Or the church's place. Come on, Holy Ghost. Hey, there's nothing secluded about having 15 people. Now, I agree with praying, uh, you know, a culture, I mean, united, united prayer together. But I'm talking about a place where you and God, only you and God go. 